Hello, dear listener. It's Paul. And this is John. You may not know it, but we are quickly coming up to our 500th episode. You might remember we made a big deal out of our 300th. And did absolutely nothing for our 400th. So for the 500th, we're going to try doing something. And that something is going to include us giving away a transformer to one of the dear listeners. I assume Yo's Toes is talking about one of them core classes, what's are affordable at all. No chance, Lou. We're talking about Studio Series. Ah, jeez. Well, then you have to keep the contest in Canada or Continental's U.S. Why? Because I'm a cheap prick. Well, there you go, dear listeners. If you live within Canada or the continental United States, email your name and your province or state to transformersnitpickers at gmail.com before September 10th, 2023. And on the 500th episode, Paul and I will draw one name at random, get that dear listener's address, and mail them a... Why was there a beep when you said... name? So the dear listeners will be held in suspense and we'll get more downloads. Will that actually work? I don't know. Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 41 of Transformers Energon. It is Galvatron! <laughs> this episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Megatron discovered the cleverly named Super Energon that Alpha Q apparently knew existed this entire time. And in this episode... Alpha Q whines and complains. And this brings us to another episode of the podcast within the podcast, Alpha Q whines and complains. In this episode, Alpha Q is giving us a voiceover. And what does he do in this voiceover, Paul? Alpha Q whines and complains. That's wonderful. And this has been another episode of the podcast within the podcast, Alpha Q whines and complains. Brought to you by Bosco's. But yeah, he is just griping about how everything's gone wrong and he's all by himself and... Oh, 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 also, apparently the Decepticons took over Cybertron? Yeah, and it shows Scorponok and Terracons out for a walk in the Energon gas surviving just fine, so it yeah. doesn't affect Terracons, I guess. Or Decepticons, because they're all there, too. Uh, but when we see the we see Cybertron from a distance, it's, it's that green orb we had been seeing for a while. Oh, okay, so the green orb was just kind of foreshadowing to the... Okay, now I kind of... I think it, it is. But uh, now in the Miranda 2, Jetfire has, oh God, a plan. The gas can't <laughs> affect humans or Omnicons, so Kicker and RC are going to handle the whole thing. So, Megatron, Starscream, and all the Decepticons are either humans or Omnicons. <laughs> but I love that this plan, they've got this big plan. Here's what's going to happen. And they say, and basically, Kicker and RC, you're going to go down, you're going to turn off the gas. And Kicker's like, how do I do that? And everybody's like, no clue. Yeah, exactly. And Ironhide's going to help too. And I think Jetfire's even like, man, you can't go down there. But Iron's like, I know, I'm just trying to pump Kicker up. Like... <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't mean that. Uh, uh. Anyway, we cut over to, uh, I guess it's on Cybertron. Sally is, we don't see them right away, but Rad and Kicker's dad are with Sally, and she's hiding behind like a crumbled piece of concrete, hiding from a Voltronicon that's trying to sniff her out. She's terrified. She almost gives away their position, and then we just cut to dinner. Yep, and now it's dinner time, and they all sit down, and Rad tells them it seems Galvatron won't let them near the control room. And, and I guess this control room, the one control room on Cybertron, is <laughs> the only way they can call the Autobots, so what they're going to have to do is get to Primus 
directly and everybody's like, yeah, but aren't you hungry? Let's have dinner. And in the control room, the Decepticons are all here. I guess there's no gas inside the place. And uh, they've drawn an X through the Autobot symbol on the wall. That ought to show them because Cybertron <laughs> is now an Autobot free zone. Yeah. And Starscream very quickly calls bullshit on that. He's like, look, there's this underground city we just found. There could be a bunch of them there. And then there could also be some in the southern hemisphere. So like, yeah, it's like the whole half the of the planet. Half yeah. the planet. <laughs> but Galvatron's out there going, no, 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 no Autobots, no Autobots. <laughs> and Six Shot tells him, hey, don't worry, I'll deal with them using the Super Energon. And now Demolisher, Snowcat, and Mirage start talking amongst themselves about how Six Shot and Starscream seem to be cozying up to Galvatron. This is what they do well. Like, I like that Starscream's got Galvatron's other ear, but I do like that, like, Snowscat, Snowscat, uh, Snowcat, Demolisher, and, and Mirage are off to the side, kind of being the three stooges going, yeah, I don't like them. And then later on, they get to go, told you so. So it's, yeah. this is a good use of them. And uh, Six Shot tells them with Super Energon, he can move this entire planet. And Galvatron has a very quick vision of that green orb again. And tells him to fly Cybertron to, quote, that planet, which he expects the others to know is the planet that Alpha Q fled to, he says. But Alpha Q died when the Energion orb became Unicron's head again. He, he didn't flee anywhere. Let's, let's forget that this is a stupid plan. Let's forget that all the other Decepticons say, hey, there's no point in going there. Even if he was alive, the planet's dead and the sun's gone. Yeah. Let's forget all of Mirage that. Says, all they get to do is wait. L let's focus on the fact that Megatron, sorry, Galvatron found this Super Energon. It turned him invincible. It's going to change the entire course of the war. And apparently now he's just going to use it to move Cybertron to a different place in the universe. <laughs> what the fuck kind of plan is this? Just, just go to that place. If that's where you want to be. Yeah, you, you turn into a fucking jet <laughs> that can fly in space. Oh. And back with the humans, all the dishes in the cabinet start to rattle, and Rad is kind of startled by that. The other three don't even react, and I guess. Brad doesn't have an appetite, and Dr. Jones says, oh, I thought you'd enjoy a home-cooked meal, even if my wife cooked it. And, uh, <laughs> and Sally okay. starts trying to, like, jam food in his mouth. Like, yeah. here, eat some. Here comes, comes the airplane. airplane. Like, you're feeding a little oh, kid, yeah. God. And then there's another earthquake, and right away, Dr. Kicker's dad is like, okay, it's too dangerous. We have to go. Yeah, and Sally's bowl of whatever it is that eating ends up on her head. And, uh, yeah, we see Energon Towers powering up, and Scorponok wonders what's happening, because he's, you know, outside. And then there's a shot of Sally's Optimus Prime stuffed toy with an apron on for absolutely no reason and then we go to wherever <laughs> this is where Wang Deng is trying to get generic Autobots to calm down because Optimus is gonna save us yeah yeah he's kind of working crowd control uh, but then we go to the Autobots and they're watching Cybertron move towards a space bridge and Optimus orders them to do nothing let's sit and watch <laughs> like just let's watch what's gonna happen that's the plan <laughs> And back on Cybertron, Galvatron thinks this is the best thing ever moving Cybertron, but then Six Shot detects the Miranda 2 following them, and he powers up an Energon Tower and blasts at them, and when the ship takes evasive action, Kicker falls out because they were standing in a room exposed to space. But he was standing on the bridge. It was just like a screen. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like he's in some kind yeah. of hangar, but in the previous shot, he was up on the bridge, and now all of a sudden, he's falling out of a ship and falling in space. <laughs> falling down to Cybertron, I guess, but Superior Maximus flies out and rescues him. And he didn't really need to do that, because Kicker, look, Kicker will be fine. That suit will save him if he falls from orbit, I'm sure. And the gas isn't going to kill him. <laughs> the gas but, isn't going to hurt him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this established 
establishes or, or starts this kind of ongoing gag that kind of has a payoff. The problem is it's not super funny of people not remembering Superion's name. His kicker's <laughs> like, oh, thanks, you saved me. Yeah. And he's like, Superion Maximus. Yeah, Superion Maximus. Thanks, buddy. And back on Cybertron, Galvatron wants a status update. And Sixshot says he detected an Autobot ship. And then Galvatron punches him across the room for doing something without him giving the order. Which is very Galvatron. I, I, I do like that they're at least calling him Galvatron now because he's been acting the part for a while aside from this Unicron nonsense. But uh, this is the moment where all the other Decepticons come by and go, <laughs> told you so, near, 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 near. That's what you get for being a suck up. And they get outside and I guess the gas doesn't affect Decepticons. Fine. Energon grids don't affect Autobots. Fine. So I guess it's only fair. And uh, Galvatron calls a Terracon Shadowhawk. So I guess it's just the, that particular one's name. And the Terracons power up the Decepticons with Energon stars. Are they super Energon stars? Does it matter? Commercial break. And when we come back, the Autobots have the Decepticons on the scanner and the Energon grid won't be effective at this range, they say. So our, if they're that far away, put the thing up, then they can't get in. Or if they're already too close, okay. So I guess they're just too close. Yeah. You know, Optimus in this episode is kind of on the sidelines a lot. Like even earlier when they were talking about the plan, I think it was Jetfire saying, here's the plan. And Optimus and Rodimus are like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll go with it. So he's kind of, he talks and then just stuff happens because after this, everybody goes, I think he says top side in the ship. Um, and there's a whole bunch of power linking. But then Omega... Okay, is this when he talks about... Yes, Omega and Optimus talk, and I think Optimus wants to power link. Omega says, you're too weak. And uh, Optimus says, yes, we have to lure Galvatron here. And he's like on his way. So I can crush him myself, he says, after admitting that he's too weak. Yeah, okay, why not? Sure! But uh, yeah, the Decepticons are nearly there, and Galvatron orders Starscream to fire his null beam cannon, which is a flashbang, I guess, because Starscream flies out of the light and strafes the Autobots, doesn't hit any of them, and then Snowcat and Demolisher land a transform, and are immediately bonked together by Omega Supreme's grapple beams again. Yeah, he, he three stooges them again. Uh, Rodimus and Starscream square off a bit. It's pretty good. Starscream fires a lot at him. Rodimus just tackles him. They kind of... He gets punched out, and then Galvatron comes in and faces off against Optimus, and they get into that wrestler hold where they, like, lock fingers and try to, I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to do. And Galvatron even asks, like, are you going to combine, like, that time you tried to destroy Unicron? Like, man, the, the way I counted it, the final score in that one was 6-5 for Optimus Galvatron. Like, <laughs> he didn't try to destroy Unicron, he did it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then Constructicon and Bruticus, I'm not going to call them Maximus, it's Constructicon and Bruticus, uh, they're confronted by Superion, they're going to team up on it, because they're going to try to uh, save Galvatron, they're, they're about to team up on Superion, when Omega pulls Bruticus over to even out the fight. Yeah. This one's mine, I think he says, and downshift flying the Miranda too. He's still looking for a place to land this thing so Kicker and the Omnicons can get to work. And back on Cybertron, six shot, he's still sitting there from where Galvatron decked him earlier. He has a perfectly clear shot at the Autobot ship he can see on the screen. He's not just sitting the hell there. He's, he's not just sitting there. He's going, oh, I hate that Megatron. He's making fun of me in front of other people. Just grumbling <laughs> yeah. and complaining the whole time. Don't do anything without orders. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm not going to fire at that ship, even though it got a perfectly good shot. Fuck you. But then 
then he just shoots it anyway. Yeah, I guess he just can't stand it no more. He, <laughs> he has to push the button, and but yeah, he powers up an Energon Tower and just bullseyes the ship. And then, like, Kicker falling out of the ship earlier, a whole bunch of, I think it's long arms, but, like, Omnicons, they fall out. I think some Autobots go to save them, and then we just never see them again. It's like, why is this wall of the room open while they're still <laughs> landing? Like... Leave it shut for now. Put a railing, at least a <laughs> railing somewhere. Uh, and then so the ship starts to careen into the gas. And because this green gas does stuff, um, the ship starts to blow up in places. And then so do the Transformers. Like Rodimus's chest starts to explode. Yep. And one of them, I can't tell who it was by the voice, tells Downshift to take evasive action with the ship that he has already said, I've lost all control over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Megatron finds out six shot shot the ship and just say that nine times fast um but six shot is actually like very proud of what he's he's like yeah fuck you i did it and i'm glad i did it so the decepticons clear out to where like the i guess back to cybertron why doesn't the gas affect them does it matter no and then the Autobots have to evacuate the Miranda 2 because it's about to crash. Yeah, and they realize Optimus isn't with them. And with Optimus, he's on the Miranda 2. He gets to the bridge and tells Downshift to escape while he can. But Downshift's like, uh, sorry, sir, I've got a job to do. And then Optimus is like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the, uh, the line I love from this episode is that we cut to Kicker and they're talking about the ship going down. He's like, hey, don't worry about that ship. It's named after my mom. <laughs> and like her, <laughs> it can take more than you think. And that's like... That's fucked up in one of many ways. Is that a spousal abuse fucking reference there? Yeah, like, like what the fuck kind of line is that? Anyway, uh, Cliff Jumper Downshift, whatever the fuck his name is, um, he says a line that makes no sense. He's like, oh, no. I've discovered the Decepticon's <laughs> weakest point is Earth. Go yeah. ahead, Kicker. So, that's obviously a mistake, and but that's their cue. Kicker and the Omnicons drop down to the surface of Cybertron, not Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Earth is nowhere near here. Um, but then uh, Prime orders, like, put the engines on full. I guess they're going to do a, I don't know, like, they're going to kill themselves? And then uh, Omega and Superior swoop in and save Optimus and Cliffjumper downshift Wheeljack. Yeah, whatever his name is, and Optimus salutes Ooh, the oh, ship. Oh, but this is where this is where the kind of joke came uh, was paid off, where there's been a couple people in this episode going, what's your name again? Who are you? And then um, Cliffjumper, whoever downshift, is like, hey, you're Superior Maximus. And he's like, yeah, that is my name. <laughs> and Optimus salutes the ship as it disappears into the gas and... This is kind of a cool shot right here. RC and the Omnicons are in free fall, and the Omnicons just create shields of energon on their chest that kind of act like retro rockets, but RC can't use hers with a passenger for some reason. So instead, she comes at the side of this tower at a near vertical angle and somehow uses that to slow her downward momentum. But she and Kicker still hit the ground pretty hard, but they're fine. But it, yeah, it looked really good. It was pretty badass. I don't care. Like, yeah, she, like you said, it was like, oh, you have, there's organics and I can't do it. It's like, fuck, I've seen S.H.I.E.L.D. Doesn't matter. Don't even give me an answer. It should have been Kicker saying, this will be radical. Because the whole way down, he's going, what are you doing? And he's in not, he's not in control at all. And she's completely taking the wheel, which just takes away from the Kicker, I want to do it, attitude I've become used to. Well, you'd think if if that were the case, wouldn't it have been a lot more safe to have him come in on the back of Sky Blast, the Omnicon that can fly, or maybe just give Kicker a parachute? Like or just push him out of the ship again and don't go to save him next time. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, they they all watch the Miranda 2 crash, and with the Decepticons, Galvatron throws Sixshot by the head, clean across the room in the yeah. screen, and then punches him so hard, his head gets bent. Oh, it, yeah, fucked him up. And Sixshot has a line, like, he's, he says, like, you're going to need me one day. Galvatron just pounds him, and then says something like, um, Optimus Prime isn't your only enemy, or something like that. Walks out, and all the other Decepticons are like, eh, fuck that guy. Yep, and back on the surface, Kicker hopes the wreck of this ship, because you just see the thing sticking out of the ground in the distance, it hopes it will last forever, so many generations will get to see it. Why? Yes, but why? It's a it's a towering hunk of rubble and scrap that's going to fall over and explode at any moment. RC even calls it a pillar of strength. It's like, hey, mom, we made a monument to you on an alien planet. Oh, what is it? It's a crashed spaceship that is completely unsafe to be around. It's probably going to kill some people. Looks like shit. I love you. Alright, let's talk about Energon for a second. Red Energon is beneficial or harmless to Autobots, Green Energon harms them, and it's the other way around for Decepticons. Fine. But hold on, the Red Energon grid destroys Terracons, even Scorponok runs for it when he sees it coming. Why aren't Omnicons destroyed, or at the very least affected to some extent, by the Green Energon gas? It doesn't seem fair to me. Either way, the Omnicon's mission is to shut off the Energon gas to make the planet safe for Autobots. Man, this isn't like turning off the stove and opening a window where burners start smoking. This shit is covering the entire planet to the point you can't see the surface. It's way too late for that. That's like saying get down to Venus and shut off the carbon dioxide so the clouds will clear up. Just wait 500 million years or so and it'll be great. Also, the Decepticons are using their green Energon and towers built by Autobots to use red Energon. Shouldn't that have some kind of negative effect or is it like putting furnace oil in a diesel engine, it's not good for it, but it'll do in a pinch, or at the very least, you'd think it'd be like putting the batteries in back. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Galvatron, which nobody <laughs> once said. I needed Optimus Prime to yell that, and he yeah, never did. He's, but he's, uh, he's not even the focus of the episode. Like, he's in it, but he's not the main character. This, this series seems to do that. Like, the episode after Optimus Supreme became a thing was titled Optimus Supreme, but it's like, we saw that last episode, and Galvatron became a thing last episode, so I don't know why that is. But, uh, yeah, what was worth uh, shouting about in this episode, Paul? Uh, that end bit where RC's coming down with Kicker, that was that was really well done. Again, the backgrounds on Cybertron, very well done. I, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, um, there was, like, I, I pointed out a couple silly lines that I liked, so it gave me that cheesy laugh, but, yeah, I gotta admit that last, um, that last bit with RC was cool. The fight on the deck of the Miranda just before it started going down. There was some neat moments in that. I liked Rodimus and Starscream's back and forth, but, you know, kind of a milk toast episode outside of that. Yeah, there's another scene in that where uh, Galvatron tackles Optimus, and he just kind of, like, judo flips Galvatron into the wall of the ship, and it just leaves this huge friggin' dent. Question for you. Has Kicker's hair glowed since the whole jet fire might be a Decepticon thing? Uh, I don't remember it happening unless it's happening inside his helmet. <laughs> yeah, I, they've never drawn attention to it, at least not that I remember. But I, I really noticed, because there was a part where they were like, what's going on, Kicker? And he takes his helmet off and goes, I don't know. And it was, I forget when it happened, but it was the moment where I realized, I haven't seen this guy's hair glow in a while. Is that just gone now? Because it was kind of the only reason he hung around. He's using a new shampoo. Oh, it was really dandruff the entire time. <laughs> 
okay, next episode we're gonna watch is Breakthrough. If you want to see a couple flakes, uh, you can email <laughs> us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. The 500th episode's coming up. You can email us your name and your, what do we say, the state or province? Yep. So, hey. Yep, might as well do that too. And make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Are you going to combine?